Welcome to Beyond Sunday. This is a podcast from FBC Allen, where we talk about living out our relationship with Christ, the 167 hours beyond the one that we come together on Sunday. This week, we're talking about how do we pray, and we are joined by Jimmy and Hayden today. And Jimmy is actually preaching on how do we pray, and we've, we've got to hear that sermon. If you haven't heard that sermon, go back. Check it out on our website or on YouTube and, and listen to that sermon, and then we're going to do a little follow-up. And, and how are you guys doing this morning? Good. Good, man. Yeah? Good. I got my Diet Coke. I am awesome. Diet Coke. And Hayden has something in his. It's water. It's water? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm not allowed to have anything other than water until noon. Oh, no. That's – man, oh. those are hard rules. All right. Well, Hayden's the spiritual one of the groups. <laughs> That's right. also like black tea or black coffee, but – That's right. All right. I have water. So. All right. There He's you not go. allowed to cut his hair either. Yeah. <laughs> He has grown it out. He yeah. it is like really well, whatever. Right now. You like just got a haircut, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. <laughs> and he got back from Conclave. So how was Conclave? It was good. It was awesome. Um, yeah. I was in San Antonio this year, and um, just as uh, those kind of conferences, you know, the pastoral conferences are always just a shot in the arm to encourage um, leaders and that kind of thing. And then um, to also, I got to meet with the people that we go to camp with and kind of brainstorm ideas and, and talk about things and just cool uh, share life with other pastors. So it was it was really good. Favorite place to eat ever in San Antonio. Uh, my favorite place is Mamacitas. We didn't go there. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, we uh, we went to um, Panchitas, Panchitos, and uh, an Alamo Cafe. They were, they were both awesome. I mean, uh, you can't go wrong with Mexican food in in San Antonio. Is Alamo so. Cafe? Is that where they have giant cinnamon rolls? No, that's Lulu's. Lulu's. Okay. Lulu's went out of business. Did it really? Yeah, the last time Grady and I were there, we, we drove up, and it was just like boarded oh, up. Oh, bummer. It was so sad. COVID they have like the Davy sauce, which is like uh, queso and guacamole. Oh, so Alan Cafe, or no, Alamo Cafe is a Mexican, Mexican food. Oh, yeah. it, We're talking about how do we how do we pray, and, and what I want to do is kind of go through some of the common questions that are on gotquestions.org and version about prayer. I feel like we talk about prayer, we talk about you know the Lord's example. Jimmy, you cover that um, in in uh, your sermon, the Lord's example of prayer in Luke. And so, what I want to do is kind of piggyback on that, but also talk progressively about what um, what is prayer. And, and really, the first question that comes up is why should we pray? Why why should we as Christians pray? Um, I think the first the first reason is because God told us to, right? He, yep. he commands us to pray uh, and, and tells us to pray to Him, and He asks us to pray to Him. Uh, so that's, that's one. I go back to Jesus' example. Jesus prayed, mm-hmm. and so obviously there is, there is value, in, and He taught about prayer. He talked about it. He, taught, he talked about it. He taught it. And he also did it, yeah. and so there's definitely uh, a value. But I, I think um, it's it's a relationship, and so I would say, you know, why do you talk to your wife? Why do you talk to your kids? Because mm. you know, there's there's a relationship there, and, and same thing with with uh, with God is there's a relationship. That's a relationship, and so we want to communicate with Him. We want to talk to Him, but we also want to listen to Him. And prayer creates intimacy with God mm. and creates moments. Uh, also, it creates um, just this, and prayer is also like a, a, a way of, of expressing our faith because yeah. we're coming to God saying, God, you're, you're the only one that can do this, so I'm, I'm praying. Hayden, what do you think? Why should we pray? Dude, that was awesome. Uh, oh, okay. Well, cool. I, uh, I didn't want to take it. Amen. Uh, <laughs> amen. We're, we're done with that question. Yeah. And, and that is, I mean, I think we overcomplicate sometimes that question of why should we pray as if it's a, a real long answer. And sometimes we, we misconstrue what prayer is, um, mm. and we're, we're, we'll get into that too. So that kind of leads us into what is the proper way to pray? Um, I've heard so many different answers to this. Uh, when I was in youth group, I was told to get a prayer closet. You know, you mm. fix up your closet and make it in this nice little area and you, yeah. you pray. So what it, what is the proper way to pray? Um, I we're given examples um, in scripture of uh, you know the Psalms are full of prayers mm-hmm. and are full of um, you know really beautifully written uh, talking to God and talking about God um, to God and um, I, I think that you know in the in the notes you've got a good a good answer to that and I'm not going to use that one so um, but <laughs> I think the proper way to pray is. Um, 
you know, again, it's talking to God. Mm-hmm. I, one of the things that I, I know you're not trying to impress him. Right. You're not trying to, you know, use too many words. Jesus talked about the Pharisees and how they prayed, and it was very much a show and and those types of things. And, you know, you mentioned the prayer closet. I think, you know, it's 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 good to pray with people together in community, but also it's good to be alone, get alone with God. And, and I always just say be honest because God knows your heart mm-hmm. already. Right, so you can't. You're not going to impress him. You're not going to trick him. So, I think you mentioned the Psalms, Hayden, and in the Psalms there are there are prayers that talk about how how amazing God is, how wonderful is His faithfulness. But there's also prayers of God of just God, where are you, God? I need you, God. I I am hurting, and so I think is it's just expressing all of that to to God, and and there's no. You know, there's no these and thous, and, and I mean, it's just yeah. your heart to God. You're pouring that out, but then also, you know, there also has to be a listening time yeah, too. Because right. you think about relationships, right? You don't. It's not just one way. It's it's two way. And so I think in your prayer times, you have to create space to to listen. Yeah. And I think like one of the things I've always told people, and I tell Grady and Cobb this: prayer is it should be the first thing. You know, I when you're hurt, you want to go to mom, mm. mom, mom. You know, and, and prayer is those moments where we're so dependent on God. When I'm struggling or I have a fear, or that's the first thing I need to go to. Right. It, it doesn't matter where I'm at, whether I'm in the car, whether I'm alone, or where I'm with people. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, I need prayer right now, right. and, and we good. pray. And so it's kind of the proper way to pray is is your reliance on God. You acknowledge it, so you go to God first instead mm-hmm. of trying to solve the problem. That's what I've always kind of seen it as. And so, Jimmy, you know, we talked about the Lord's Prayer as a great example. You, you, Your sermon is basically walking through this Lord's Prayer. And so I, I want to kind of go with some of these elements. It says, uh, you tell him, uh, you know, what does it look like for us personally to worship him in prayer? You know, you kind of, you talk about that point of worshiping him in prayer. I think a, a big part, and Hayden, jump in whenever you want to, but I think a big part of, of prayer is recognizing you know who we're talking to. I, I mentioned, like, you know, because he tells us to call him Father. So there's 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 access with that, and there's also intimacy with that. And and he goes on to say, you know, holy or hallowed be your name. And and so I think one of the things when we come before a, a mighty God, an Almighty God who loves us, I mean, it just it just blows us away. And so it's just kind of this, you know, I, I want to. I want to acknowledge who he is and, and what he does and what he's about, and so I, I want to worship him. And 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 yeah. it's not I'm not saying you know you get out a guitar and start singing, but it's just like <laughs> you're you're acknowledging who he is and and, mm-hmm. and you're telling him what he is and 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 what he means to you and and the truths about him. And so it's just this because I think we immediately their tendency, at least my tendency, is to jump in. Hey God, here's what I need. Yeah. Versus. Okay, I, I am talking to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm talking, you know, that's that's who I'm talking to. You know, mm-hmm. I'm talking to. So I, I think there is just this. Ele- there should be this element of awe, this element of worship to say, God, I'm so glad that you're God. I'm so glad that you are, and I'm not. And and just kind of recognizing and that's and bringing word. glory to His name. Nice. And um, so so I'll be really honest. Uh, I I am not good at praying and that's you know obviously like you know you, you have this uh, idea of prayer and what I, what I don't mean is i'm not good at saying a prayer in front of everybody and mm. l- l- having everybody be like mm, that was such a good prayer but i just mean uh, prayer is difficult for me yeah. uh, i even find it difficult um you know some people struggle with reading their bible or some people struggle with um you know trusting god and those kinds of things i i struggle with prayer and yeah. you know and so uh for me you know like what Jimmy was saying, just when uh, when I pray, I have to close my eyes most of the time um, mm-hmm. because to get to a place where I recognize who I'm talking to, I have to imagine God. And and I know that God is a still small voice, and He's mm-hmm. He walks beside me, and that's easy to to think about whenever I'm you know walking throughout my day. But um, when I'm uh, you know when I'm taking time intentionally in prayer and um, recognizing who God is, like I have to imagine, yeah, um, and I have to I have to you know close my eyes and and recognize that man, you are like I'm speaking to the God who created the whole universe and who who holds the balance of everything in His hand, um, but also that knows me intimately and deeply and like knows every detail of my life, and so like. Um, I have to do that. I have to have vocally, like verbally, yeah. recognize right. the bigness of God. Right. Um, I think you bring up a good point that probably a lot. Of, I mean, well, I don't know a lot. 
of people who are listening, but there there is a struggle with prayer because yeah. I, I talk about that in my sermon. It's just like sometimes I get going and I'm praying, but then the next thing you know, I'm thinking about something completely different right. or, you know, my mind wanders. And so my prayer is a lot of, okay, pause, reset, let's get going again. Or, you know, because I'm, I'm just, I'm so, I get, I'm easily distracted. And so I get, or if I start praying about, you know, I'm going through my list of things I'm praying people I'm praying for or whatever, I start thinking about them and start worrying about that. And so, yeah, there's definitely, I mean, I'm not on here and I'm, I'm, I don't want to speak for Hayden and Chris, but like, it's not like we are these giant prayer warriors, yeah, but it's, right. it's, it's definitely a, it's definitely a, a, uh, a, a struggle. And, and sometimes there's seasons where it's great. And then sometimes there are other seasons where I was just like, you know, okay, I know I'm supposed to pray, so I should, you know, kind of pray right. that kind of yeah. thing. So, well, in, in, I mean, I'm going to be transparent in this. I we get so many emails with prayer requests, um, so many like group prayers or people asking for prayer, and it's really hard. Um, mm. that, as I was going through these show notes, I was thinking about that. How many how many prayer emails I'm on, like prayer chain emails, mm-hmm. and how many groups I'm in that everybody's like praying, and it seems like I spend more time reading about them, mm. but not really praying about them. Yeah. And I and I'm going to just confess that, like. It, it seems like I, I read or I'm more concerned about putting my prayers on there or my own problems. And it, it seems like that's kind of – I mean, you talk about, Jimmy, like I think a lot of us don't know how to pray. Um, yeah. And I think we're overwhelmed with so many prayer requests too. Like yeah. there's just so much going on in the world. So what I hear you saying is don't ask you to pray for us. No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. But, no, but you're right in the sense that you know we get so focused on the act of praying that we forget – and I say this too – that we forget – who we're praying to I mean, we forget that it's about this relationship with God, this interaction with God and and, and so and I love uh, it's it's failed me now, but uh, I can't remember the exact the the address of this passage, but basically you know the Holy Spirit it, you know intercedes on our behalf and, yeah and he's praying yeah. he's praying you know it's like my words I don't know what to say, but I, I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit is before God, not interpreting, but here's what he means to say yeah. you know or yeah. here's what he should be saying kind of thing and so it's it's but yeah it's it can be it can be a struggle and I think that's okay it's it, it's okay because I think the other the other the other option then is to be frustrated with it and then just quit and don't do it and which is not what we need to do well and it comes to uh also uh I have all these names but you talk about worshiping him and knowing who we're praying to it's God you know when Christ is centurion's daughter he mm-hmm. just brought it before Christ and, and Christ had the passion and compassion to to heal her mm-hmm. and I think a lot of times we we think we have to have some eloquent prayer, like Jimmy. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to pray for Jimmy, and I got to come up with some. It's just, Lord, I I want to put Jimmy before you. Right. It's as simple as that. And I think right. sometimes we we get caught up in I got to make it eloquent because if my words aren't poetic enough for Jesus's ear to tickle it, then yeah. he's not going to do anything yeah. for for Jimmy. And I get caught up in that. I mean, yeah. I, that's my problem. Is I gotta I feel like I got to get ahead of the game of everybody else and be smart before God. Yeah. It's weird. It's a mind game. But anyways. So how how can we recognize? So we talk about kind of this uh, this worshiping him, and then you talk about his kingdom come, his will be done. Uh, it, it ties to his kingdom coming and will be done. Recognizing his voice, there's a lot encompassing that when you talk about God's will and his kingdom coming, Jimmy. Like, yeah. kind of flesh that out for us. So. Um it's a. It's also. I mean, it's a prayer about a future something coming when God God will reign again, and you know, and what things will be set as yeah. as they should be, as they as He meant them to be. But there's also this idea of this is a reality now where I want you to I want you establish your kingdom in my heart and in my life. I want you to rule. I want your will to be done. And and I talk about that in in the sense of that can be a scary prayer because it's like okay, if I mm. want your will to be done, then that means. I have to get out of the way, right? For your kingdom to come, my kingdom has to surrender. That's a great word. And and so uh, I, I think that's that's the idea here is that Jesus reminds us in 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 teaching us to pray that that needs to be a big part of our prayer. And and when we're praying for His will in our lives, that really shapes things. Mm-hmm. It really begins to shape how we what we pray about our list and those different things and. And it's not so much what I want from God, but it becomes more about what what does what kind of what do I need to be before God? You know, what what is what is mm. He calling me to be? And so I, I think that's a 
it's kind of that that prayer is God I want your your will to be you want your kingdom to be established in me now and I want you to to direct to govern my govern my life now that's a good word like hey how do you how do you recognize the voice of God in that um you know sometimes uh, praying so I, I'll be uh, I'll be uh, just kind of honest about my experience like I spent so much time in like middle and high school begging God to like audibly speak to me. Mm-hmm. Kind of like uh, when I was like six, I would pray every single night, God, pray that there would be a puppy in my backyard <laughs> when I wake up. Yes. Like, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, I had this like, you know, this is this Christmas wish list kind of thing going mm-hmm. on. Um, but I, I did. I prayed. Mm-hmm. I prayed like fervently in middle and high school. You know, God, I want to hear what your voice sounds like. I want you to talk to me. Yeah. Um, and that never happened. You know that that I never audibly heard God's voice. Um, and that that was uh, frustrating for me. You mm-hmm. know. And uh, but I was comforted. And and this was um, something that you know we all recognize and we all even say and we we know is true. Um, but I had to have someone tell me. You have you have God's words mm-hmm. given to you. Like we we have the Bible. We have the complete inerrant Word of God. The 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 Word of God that is without any error. There's no um, there's no mistakes in it, and it is uh, the whole Word of God. It's all of what God wanted to give us, and so um, that that changed my prayer life because. Yeah. It became less of me, you know, begging God to give me an audible response, and more of me bringing um, my praise and my concerns to God, and then and then immediately part of like a concentrated time of prayer, like in my you know whatever your quiet time looks like during the day, was to immediately follow that up with, uh, you know, opening God's Word and looking at what what does God say about these things yeah. to me, and so uh, recognizing the voice of God in His Word, but also. Um, in in his people in the saints you know when when um and and this may be uh, kind of a tangent we may not want to go down this rabbit trail but like uh, i've had so many people who have told me you know in my in my time with the lord this morning or whatever um god put you on my heart and i was yeah. reading this and so um i've had people read scripture to me that was an answer to a prayer that i had um because they were listening to um the promptings of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in their life. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Does that answer <laughs> quite the yeah, voice it, of God? <laughs> it does, and it, and it kind of goes to we we don't really talk about it here, but the the corporate side of prayer. Um, yeah. You know that the the church comes around you. I know when my mom passed away, one of the things I remember is I was like, God, I'm, I feel alone. I was driving down to the hospital, and when we found out the diagnosis, I remember. God answered that prayer because um, Jimmy and Roger were there, and my family was there, and I felt His Spirit. You know, it's it's a corporate part is 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 together in praying. There's something about that, and so I didn't mean to demean like prayerless and all that kind of stuff. It's just you know I, you get so many prayer requests, and it's because the corporate side of prayer is so powerful, like you said. And when God puts someone on your heart, reach out to them. Yeah, that's a powerful thing too. That God God may be. You may be an answer to a prayer of someone else in there. And so kind of going along those lines, Jimmy, you talk about praying for our daily needs. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that I can go out and like if, if I want a puppy in my backyard, <laughs> yes. I can pray for it? Because yes. that's, that's a big really need hard. right now in our house. <laughs> yeah. so. That's a real story. Yeah, yeah. My life. That's awesome. <laughs> Where Hayden, I can see little Hayden is going, Dear Lord, bring me a puppy tomorrow. My and parents would come to my, please my make me bedroom, a bird. sit on my bed, far, and we would away. pray together with our hands folded and our eyes closed. And I prayed in front of my parents that, that there would be a puppy in my backyard when I woke up. Hey. So if I didn't ta- know how it worked. If time travel really exists, I want to go back in time and give Hayden a puppy Hayden in his backyard puppy. just to help yeah. him out, bro. But, <laughs> so know. one of the things, and you know, I, I read and kind of getting ready for the sermon that we preached on Sunday was just the idea that it, a book I was reading said the American culture is one of the hardest places to learn to pray because yeah. we are so we are so not dependent on anything. We mm-hmm. we have. I mean, I, I within within reason, right? We have everything we need. We we probably have more than what we need, and and we're so so in the context where this is written, right? The the, the where Jesus is talking to his disciples. I mean, the, the landscape of of life was, you know, it wasn't like, hey, I've got a job that I go to every week. It's like, okay, I have this job and today, and I may or may not get paid today, but I'm not sure if I'll 
if I'll have it tomorrow or I'm not sure what if I'm going to get yeah. any money. You know, it's kind of like this. It ha- it's almost like God, you have to come through, or this is not going to happen. And yeah. and in our culture today, we don't really live that way. It's like, okay, you know, money. I've got money, so money can answer a lot of prayers. Or you know, I can go to the doctor and get medicine, and that'll answer a lot of prayers. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so there's not this there's not this dependence on Him per se. And so we, we don't. So we don't. A lot of times we don't pray, but it's there's definitely this. And I think. It's not just about material, physical needs, but I think more than anything else, too, it's also about those spiritual needs. We, God, I need, I need you to, to give me what I need in order to follow you today. Because if you don't, I'm gonna. My tendency is to go to to what I want to do. Um, to you know, Romans says to be a living sacrifice. And I've heard people say, well, the only problem with the living sacrifice is you can jump off the altar. So yeah, every day I'm, I'm want to jump <laughs> off the altar and not be not sacrifice myself, my wants and needs to God. And so, but it is that, you know, and it's yeah. also a recognition that I realize I have what I have because of God. I'm blessed, right? And I know, because people have had this all the time, a phone call can change everything. A job loss can change everything, and it's so it's like this recognition that God, I have what I have, but it's it's such a blessing, and I thank you for that. But then also, I need, I need you to help me to live mm-hmm. my life out today because I know on my own strength, I'm not going to be able to do it. I think of Job when I think about this, and uh, like obviously, you know, we're not talking about uh, you know the total loss of every everything, but his attitude when he was talking to God was. God, all the things that I have are from you, um, and so like when I think about like you know, he, he's he's considering things being taken away from him, and how his attitude is it didn't belong to me in the first mm-hmm. place. It's you, know, you you gave me everything that I have, and so you have the ability to take it all away. Um, when we think about our needs and our and our even our wants, things that like uh, we wish were, were true, um, you know, we talk to God and we bring those things. Um, it's important for us to realize that like. Everything that we have in the first place is because um, of the grace of God, and so when we ask for those things, um, you know, and we, we we pray for the things that we need, like you know, there are real moments where where you know, whether it's a job or, or whatever or, or a sickness or something, you're saying you have to say, you know, God. Like I loved what you said, Jimmy. Whenever you said, like, if you don't show up, it's not going to happen, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's um, that's a huge thing. And and what I think I find comfort in is um, I had to look it up, but it was First Peter five seven, um, and it was just talking about casting all of your uh, anxieties on Him, um, and I would say even cast, casting all of your, you know, all the things that you that you perceive need of and and want of uh, on him because he cares for you Mm -hmm. and so um we sometimes even feel guilty Mm -hmm. about saying hey god uh you're great and you're awesome and you created everything and i know that you hold the whole world in your hands and sometimes it's like but i feel like if one more thing goes wrong i'm going to lose my mind um god cares for you and so uh, being able to say like i know that all this is is held in your hands um i just need you to show up that kind of thing so and I love so Chad talked about Habakkuk this mm-hmm. last yeah. when we did worship, and I I dove deep into that book because it really kind of hit me that Habakkuk prayed for his country and mm-hmm. and said, man, all this iniquity is going on, sin, it's just going downhill. Lord, I pray for revival, and God immediately answered with, all right, I'm bringing a, a terrible nation to come and destroy all of it. And he's like, whoa, 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 that's not the prayer I wanted. I I, I wanted an answer of revival. I want everybody to come back to you, Lord. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to do that through this nation. And at the end of the book, Habakkuk finally comes to that realization of this is what we need, not what we want. Right. And I think a lot of times we don't like the answered prayer that we're getting. And so we're we're kind of arguing with God a lot of times. We're like, all right, God, you need to answer yeah. it correctly, and, and I don't want that answer. And, and we have our idea of what that answer exactly. should Exactly. And I think that's why, you know, prayer, um, gosh, this whole coming, this persistence of prayer, because you keep continuing coming to God and praying for the same thing over and over. But for me, I find that sometimes uh, <clears throat> it, it sort of, for me, if I don't get the answer I'm looking for, it just, so then I, I begin to. I, that helps me then to be sort of go. Okay, God, am I am I really seeking Your will in my yeah. life, or am I just selfishly wanting You to do what I want to do? And so, your prayers begin to sort of, they sort of begin to get shaped and changed. I mean, I use the example of 
um, when my mom passed away, you know, we were all definitely praying for this one thing for her mm-hmm. to be healed, you know, physically healed so that she she would be okay. And, and that was my prayer for a while. But then, you know, but then I, I at some point, I, you know, and I don't think it was wrong to pray for that, right? No, but yeah. at some point, it's like, okay, God, I mean, you know. Is this? Am I really? Am I really wanting to see you and really wanting you to move? Do I really want your will to be done, or mm-hmm. am I just? Am I just? Am I just stuck on what I want? And so, because I think you know, her being in heaven is definitely an answer to prayer. Yeah, and it's definitely healing. And so it's sometimes you know, like you said, we we our prayers. Sometimes we got to let we got to have to allow God to shape those and make those into what they need to be. It's like. I saw a Tim Keller quote today. It's like God will answer our prayers, or He'll answer the ones that we should have prayed. You know, for the for the you know for the the, the things that you know yeah. you, you know because we're asking for the wrong things based on what He knows in eternity and the perspective that He has. And so, anyway, I, that was I don't know where I was going with that, but well, and and so it's kind of going along that lines. I'm going to jump ahead with uh, there were two questions that really kind of stood out on guidequestions.org. Um, and, and a lot of people believe this, like, how can I get my prayers answered by God? Like, there's a, hmm. is there a certain formula that God will hear my prayer, or how do I, how do I activate the power of God? That that was another question that was that asked is how do I activate? It's like there's this mysterious power in a certain type of prayer. Is that true? I mean, is that true? Do we see that in the Bible where there is a certain formula that activates the power of God to answer prayers? No. Short answer. There's not. Yeah. Um, the, the Bible does talk about how the prayers of a righteous person are powerful. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we could argue all day long about what that means or whatever. Um, to, to me, what I think that it means is, you know, we talk about um, about you know righteousness and how there was only one person who was truly good, and it was mm-hmm. Jesus. And um, his righteousness was... Um, Sort of given you know, the, the church word is imputed, right? Like we get to we get to take credit for, or um, we we receive, claim, yeah. we we claim, claim Christ's righteousness, and so because of what Christ did, because of what Jesus, the life Jesus lived, when we uh, make Him the Lord and Savior of our lives, we are given the Holy Spirit, and so um, I think that the the Bible is clear that the the prayer like prayer is powerful, yeah. Um, uh, but it doesn't say if you're really good today, then God will give you what you want when you ask. Yeah. Um, it says that prayer is powerful, and that may be powerful to change your heart. That may be powerful to um, to to deepen your trust and your reliance on God um, and His goodness. Uh, but no, uh, you know, I, I don't believe that um, that there is a magic formula that you can do to. Uh, have your prayers answered a certain way by God in the same way that salvation has to come from God. Like yeah. you are, you are fully reliant on Christ uh, for salvation, and in the same way, you're fully reliant on God um, to 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 accomplish His will. And that you hear that a lot. Like people are like, "What am I doing wrong? How do I get right with God so that it, He'll answer my prayers?" Like that is a big kind of philosophy in America that it's, it's a false gospel it's a false truth and, and we hear that I mean right right and that, you know and I think I, I remember um, you know one one parent coming to me this was several years ago and it was like hey will you pray for my son because apparently because he, he, he quoted the you know the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and he quoted that and he said and it's nothing's happening so in his mind it was he sort of filtered that through, well, I must not be a righteous man, so I need to get a, somebody who I think might be righteous to pray man for my God. son. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I need to get a man of God. Yeah. And and so um, so we, we we filter you know we we talk through that and, and those types of things but it it yeah to to Hayden's point there's no magical formula and here's the other part of it too is I think the closer that we are to God then the more we desire what He desires yeah you know again go back to relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about marriage. You know, when you're a single person, you just do whatever you want to do. But yeah. in, in a healthy marriage, then what's important to your spouse becomes important to you, and and you sort of you sort of want the same things, and you're, you're for the same goal. And I think in our prayers, you know, again, I, I think we can selfishly go at it and say, God, here's my list. Can you grant my list? You know, or here's yeah. what I need. Do it. And so that's very. That's not how. What's not what prayer is, but it's very much. If I want to. I, the more that I am 
closer to God, right? Which yeah. which means we have to do that on a daily basis. But it's like, okay, I, I want what He wants, and and I pray what He wants, because you know, in Luke eleven, it it, it talk it gives those examples of the parables of those the the neighbor saying, hey, I I, I I need something because I've got somebody who's visiting. I've got nothing, but I need you to come. And the neighbor says, no, I'm not going to answer you right now because it's midnight. And my kids are asleep. I'm asleep. I don't want to help you. Yeah. But he keeps on knocking or keeps on persisting. And finally, he just gets up and gives it to him. And so the, the idea isn't that you know if you nag God enough, then he's going to answer your prayers. But it's like God is eager to answer our prayers. So he's opposite of this neighbor. And so we need to come to him. We need to yeah. and, you know, ask, and it will be given to you. you know, seek, and you'll find. Knock, and the door will be open. So there is is this God wants to answer our prayers, but but also God wants to answer uh, the prayers that that are prayed in in mm. faith, but also according to His will, right? Yeah. And and so I, I think that's part of it too. And and so how can I get my prayers answered? I I I, I understand the question, but I, I think and I understand the frustration because, like we said, hey, I'm praying yeah. and it's not, and so. Um, but there's no formula. I would just say, you know, check your heart. You know, and, and are you really seeking God's will in this, or are you just wanting what you want? Um, and that's a that that that's a whole other podcast, I'm sure. And there's yeah. pro- there's a lot lot smarter people than me who probably can answer that question a lot better. Yeah, and and help us with that. Not yet, he's smarter than you, but yeah, yeah <laughs> what probably is a whole other <laughs> podcast. Whatever. So the silver bullet, I will say, the silver bullet to having your prayers always answered positively. Uh, if you if you've been looking, here it is. If you're listening right now, here's the silver bullet. Pray that God's will will be done. If you pray that, that will happen. God's will will be done. That you, you an that will always be answered correctly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it will always be answered favorably because yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. You know, it, it it's more about our aligning our heart to God's heart, and once mm-hmm. we do that, then the things that we pray start to look more like the things that that God that desires. Desires. Yeah, yeah. love that. I love that. So, kind of going into that, it, this is a question that kind of really so. You kind of you talk about um, confessing our sins in prayer. Uh, you you kind of go into that in your mm-hmm. in your sermon. Mm-hmm. It really broke my heart seeing some of the questions that were asked about this because people were talking about family members that died without confessing their sins. Mm-hmm. Um, that people, you know, what happens? Um, is it necessary to confess every sin? What if I forget uh, some of the sins that I've done? Which I guarantee you I've forgotten so many of the sins I've done. What if I didn't know I sinned? Uh, those were kind of the prayers. So uh, what does it look like confessing our sins in prayer? And is that um, – does it actively confessing our sins actively make us a righteous person? Because it kind of goes into what you're talking about with your the student thinking the righteousness part of it. Right. I think you know the whole idea of confession, confessing your sins in prayer, when, and especially looking at Luke 11 and that model prayer – or the way he's teaching them, it's and it's not in that context. He's not saying, "Hey, this is a prayer of salvation," where where you yeah. where you're saying, "I'm a sinner." But it's more about, uh, at least in, in the way that I understand it, it's it's more about this daily process of going. Listen, I know, I know, because even as believers, we still we we're still prone to sin and we still make mistakes. And so it's like, okay, God. I know I blew it here, and so I, I want to bring that up. I want to confess that, and I want to repent of that. It's just uh, I keep going back to these relationships. You know, if, if there's a if you and your spouse have an, an argument, well, then you come back later and you address that, and you said, "Hey, yeah. here's where I made a mistake, or here's where I blew up, or I shouldn't have done that." And I, I just want to come before. It doesn't mean that you had an argument and your marriage is over, and so hey, we need to get married again, and and you know, or just because you. As a believer, if you sin, it doesn't mean you've lost your salvation. But there's definitely something that that is that will hinder growth and hinder mm-hmm. intimacy if it's not addressed. And so I think in this in this scenario or in this situation where Jesus is teaching, it's it's sort of this: Hey, we need to remember that that we are still prone to wander, and and so we need to bring that before the Lord and say, God, here I, I am confessing, and. And I would be specific because I think sometimes we, we we let ourselves off the hook. Sometimes God, God forgive me of my sins. Yeah. And but it you know, hey God, today, you know, I I chose this over you, or I you know I said this, and I know I shouldn't have. Mm. And and I I and and so and to your all the other questions, what if I forget some? You know, I, it's it's not that those. <laughs> Again, that that goes like okay, hey, it's up to me to be saved, or it's up to yeah. me to get forgiven. Well, the forgiveness comes from Christ. It's not. It's not. It's not us, but anyway. So that, I think that's kind of how you you look at that confessing of sin. Yes, there is a point where you confess, "I'm a sinner and I need a savior," 
and that's that's a that's a justification right from death to life but then there is this constant need of i don't want i need to remove the mm. things the 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 hindrances or the roadblocks that are keeping me from growing in my relationship in my intimacy mm. and gr- keeping me from taking next steps yeah yeah in in you know in the passage it says and forgive us our sins for we ourselves are also forgive everyone in our in debt to us it's a very uh, corporate too forgive us our sins like we the pursuit of holiness is crucial to our our uh, walk with like we have to be pursuing holiness and, mm-hmm. and that's that transformation that takes place in us but we are made righteous we're justified like right. we're righteous before God right. already and it's it's just the holiness allows that relationship and so right. I love that and Hayden I mean yeah um, as far as confessing goes uh, I think that a lot of I mean um, you know we serve a God who knows everything so we're never ever telling god something that he's unaware of um what, what i see the the role of confessing our sins is you know anything that is in the darkness is allowed to continue to be in darkness okay. yeah. but if you bring something from the darkness into the light it can't mm. it can't stay that way and so i think that uh, much of confession is recognizing this is something that is hindering me um, in my walk with Christ, this is something that that looks dead when I'm an alive person. I have been given a new heart. I'm not I'm not a dead person. Then alive people don't do dead people things. And so, this is speci- you know, naming naming your sin in, yeah. in prayer is incredibly powerful because you're saying, God, this is this is something that I know breaks your heart, and I don't want to continue to do it. And so, mm. that's what repentance is. And you know, when you look at what it means to live a repentant life. You're not confessing your sins so that you're covered for that one. You're not right, you're not right. you're not getting bailed out and yeah. like you have to list all your debts. You know, God has covered those things um, once and for all. Yeah. Um that's uh so so for someone who's listening thinking, you know, if I didn't uh if I didn't remember the right thing, that uh uh, that is not uh, what what the role of confessing our sins is, and I think it really serves to um, to remind us that we have to die to the things that that we our flesh desires, and um, so. And I think we're going to do a follow up podcast with that. Bring Chad on, and, and really because a lot of those questions really kind of broke my heart. That a lot of people feel that way, um, especially at funerals. Uh, someone wrote that they were at their cousin's funeral and really were questioning that, and then they heard. Mm. Uh, someone speak and it it really made them doubt it so yeah it just it really breaks my heart so we'll probably touch on that a little bit so pray jimmy you talk about pray for obedience that i would be faithful in difficult times mm-hmm. man this is this was powerful um you know I, I hearing your sermon on this it it really kind of hit me and it, how do we pray in difficult times like what does that look like um i think that's where we have to at least for me and my experience going through difficult times like I've had to be honest and just say, God, I don't really know what to pray for. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know. Like um, I've shared it before in in public spaces where you know dealing with anxiety and and there's been moments of just where I'm in deep anxiousness and it's like I I don't know God mm-hmm. I don't know and so sometimes that has drawn me to scripture to where I just pray what 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 God said right. Mm-hmm. And so I just say, God, I'm I'm praying this, and 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 I don't know, um, but but I'm just claiming this. Or in those times, I've other times where I've had to say back to community, back to the being a part of 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 the church is to say, Hey, Chris or Hayden, you know, I I need you to pray for mm-hmm. me because I just I I'm in a I'm in a I'm in a spot, and I just I don't I don't know what to pray, and I'm just. And I think, you know, ultimately that's where that dad was. Go back to that story. He was just like it was a son was sort of this prodigal and he was just like, I am I'm in I'm in a I'm I need <laughs> this is bigger than me and I yeah. need I need I need the body to kind of come around and help. And so I I think just honest pra- you know, honest prayers, I, I you know, praying in difficult times is, is just saying, you know, again, God, you're not, Hayden said it, you're not telling God anything he doesn't already know. You're not, mm-hmm. you're not reminding him of something he forgot. You're just saying, hey, God, I, I'm anxious and I don't want to be, or, you know, God, I, I am, I am sad and I'm tired of, of being sad. And, and so God, I'm just, I, I know you're a God of joy and that's why I want to experience that. I know you're a God of peace. Help me to know that and, yeah. and just kind of go through those things. But, I think honesty is 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 a big one, and then but then also I think getting other people around you, and I know that can be sort of 
you know, you're putting yourself out there sort of vulnerable um, and it requires a lot of humility, mm-hmm. but just to say, hey, I need to invite you in because in my, by myself, I'm, I'm just, I'm getting overwhelmed. So I need, I need, I need mm-hmm. people to come around and sort of help me. How do, and you know, in that, let's flip it. How do you pray for somebody that's dealing with a difficult time? Hayden, how do, how would you kind of approach that? Just praying for somebody that's come to you with a very difficult, difficult situation. Yeah, um, I've had the tendency to um, sort of want to give like platitudes, like things that mm-hmm. are like, you know, these little pithy statements mm-hmm. that are like, you know, God is always good and yeah. God's got this and those kinds of things. And those, um, you know, while they're true, aren't helpful yeah. um, in those kinds of times. And, and so I've had to uh, learn – this is again something just I'm not very good at, and so I've had to learn a lot in the last few years about um, praying for someone that's going through a hard time. Because yeah. I think, like you know, the 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 church answer of what we should pray during hard times is God uh, bring me through this, and if you don't, let me still praise you, kind of thing. Like yeah. you know, we want to mm-hmm. all be the people who can say that and be the you know the rock star Christian that's mm-hmm. like even if you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but when you're praying for someone going through something difficult, like recognizing that um, that Jesus is uh, is a person who went through difficult things yeah and that um, even Jesus in moments where he was just struggling um, cried out yeah and threw himself at the mercy of mm-hmm. the father and um, and so you know I think it's important to recognize that People don't always need mm-hmm. answers, mm. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not looking for someone to go and say, "Well, here's the Bible verse that deals with what you're talking <laughs> about." And yeah. maybe they are at some point, right? But um, uh, while we can encourage in that those kinds of things, praying for someone um, with them, I think, is is super important. Yeah. Um, praying with them in that moment, and um, also. You know, like you said, asking God for the things that He's already promised us. Mm-hmm. He has promised us peace. He's promised us comfort. He's promised to be the friend at midnight mm-hmm. um, that isn't going to turn you away. Um, and so, asking God to to bring to remembrance the things that He's already given us and promised us. Yeah, and and I love Jimmy when we're someone's going through a difficult time. I've seen Jimmy, and I, I always want to be like that. Of you know how to pray, Jimmy, and and kind of <laughs> yeah. because I'm one of those guys. Like you talk about anxiety, I pray and then I replay that prayer 14 times ago. I screwed up here. I screwed up here. <laughs> yeah. I should not have said that. I'm like, anxiety oh my god, yeah. Like anxiety. I just I say the wrong things. Right. When someone's going through a difficult time, kind of walk through how you just pray for them and, and encourage them through prayer. Well, I just you know I. I well, I appreciate the kind words, but I, I just pray for what they're they're asking for, right? I don't, I don't, I try not to assume things. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to. I just, you know, if if you know, for example, if Hayden comes to me and and he's he's struggling with an issue with parenting, so then I'm 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 just praying that God would give him the wisdom that he needs, you know, that that help him to know what to say and when to say it and how to say it and what not to say, you know. I'm just. Just trying to be really yeah. practical with with what's going on with them. I'm I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to so, like Hayden said. I'm not trying to solve the problem. I'm not trying to you know to 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 fix it. Um, I'm just like and and sort of it's, and then I sort of try to sometimes not all the time, but sometimes I I want to identify with that and and to say something like God. You know, like if Hayden struggled with a parent issue, God, I know I struggle with a lot of parenting. Yeah. I know it. Parenting is hard, mm-hmm. and so there's some of that where you just want to create this idea of connection. Y- yeah, connection, and you just validate what. Yeah. Hey, you're not bad, Hayden, because you're struggling mm. with your parent yeah. with parenting, and and God is not looking down on you. It's or looking, you know, negatively on you. It's just. Hey, this is what he he's asking for, and obviously, as long as it's not something bad, you know, you know, help me to win it at the blackjack table this week. You know, Jimmy, pray for that. Well, I'm not necessarily going to pray. Or for give that. him a blackjack. Yeah, yeah, but it, you know, but it's just like you know, okay, that's what he's praying for, and 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 so that's what I, I I'm going and and help him. And a lot of times, one of the things I I, I want to pray for people because I know a lot of times people are desperate, but it's like God help him help him to see something you know soon right because yeah. a lot of people are just they're hurting and it, they feel like it's been on this long journey and it's like just a, a, a glimpse of you you know now and and um and then if they want you know they want to talk about it more then i can share more or, or i can you know maybe 
if they ask for advice or help, yeah. I can do that. But just praying for what they ask for. See, and I rewind this, listen to that multiple times because it seems like we pray like sermons. Right. Like I've heard people like, you know, I pray for Hayden that he'll put Henry in timeout more for his behavior, or, you know, and it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And, and I love that. Yeah. That you're, it's yeah. Great it's advice. Like, and don't, yeah. And I, my family would tell you, if, especially if, if, if they happen to be listening to this, not that they will, but um, I hope they do. But um, I tend to be a little long winded. And so, and, and so I'll, I'll, I have to fight a little bit of that too, because I don't want to. Again, yeah. And it's not about being eloquent. It's not about being saying all the right things. It's not about, you know, impressing anyone. It's just like, hey, Hayden's, I keep not, okay, just. I'm FYI, a terrible parent. Hayden Everybody, is not, so Hayden is not struggling is with any parenting issues. I'm Henry's the cutest kid in the world. And I read the like, thing that's about stoning your kids that are, just, <laughs> yeah. that are disobedient so, and had to be talked off the ledge. But just, you know, again, God, you know, and that's the other part of it, too, is God knows the situation, and I don't. Right. And, and he's, he's, he's got a perspective that I don't have. And so it's right for us to pray together and go to him. So it, it kind of wrapping this up, you know, one of the things that we talk about all the time is praying for our leaders. You know, it, Paul talks about that in, in Romans. He talks about praying for our leaders. How, how should we go about praying for our leaders? How do you all pray for your leaders? Um, we're told in Scripture that there's, there are not kings that are there um, outside of the permission uh, given by God. And so, like, you know um, – we're we're not in a we're not in a land of kings really, but I think that's, that's still true. Every um, everybody with influence and everybody with with power has been allowed those places mm-hmm. by uh, a holy sovereign God who um, who is the ultimate King of kings and Lord of lords, and and so um, that's a really easy prayer to pray when the person that you like is in office. Or the person that you like is the boss. Hmm. Uh, it's not an easy thing to pray when you don't it's agree difficult. with their hmm. uh, line of thinking and that kind of thing. And so I think we, there's a lot of over the last 20 years, everyone at every um, end of every scale has um, gotten the opportunity to pray for a leader they may not even necessarily agree with. But I think that we're called to, um, uh, you know, as Daniel did. You know, he lived in. Um, in submission as far as he was able to do that and serve God um, and uh, and prayed for the leaders, mm-hmm. prayed for the people in, um, in authority. And so uh, recognizing, first of all, I guess, uh, recognizing that God puts people uh, in power and takes people out of power. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that, um, you know, when we pray for our leaders, uh, we need to be praying that they are seeking God's will and we need to be praying that they um, that they would know the peace and the joy yeah. of God um, because um, you know if they don't then we're, we're being led uh, the blind leading the blind kind of thing so that's a good word Jimmy uh, I think yeah uh, just to piggyback on what he said and, and I'll bring it you know a little bit closer to home because you know we we talk about political leaders and those types of things but I think people just in leadership, over you in general, but also in leadership over your family, whether mm-hmm. that's a teacher, administrator, coach, yeah. um, an, an influential adult. If you're in a church setting, praying for the the people who have influence on your kids, the adults who are ministering to your kids, you know those types of things. Uh, praying. I don't say this because I'm on staff, but praying for your church leaders. You know that the people. I, I just please yeah <laughs> please do it. we need it yeah but but I I just think. Um, and again, we're we're not praying for them to do things so that you will, they'll make you happy. You're praying for, like Hayden said, wisdom. We're praying for discernment, because, and I'll go back to the polit- I'll go back to the you know national level. You know, I just can't imagine the weight of that is on these people oh, who yeah. who do this day in and day out, and who are making decisions that affect so many. You know, I make a decision that affects about five people, <laughs> but these guys and ladies who are in office make decisions that affect a nation, and they're picked apart. Yeah, and yeah, yeah and so um, and they're they're people, and I get it. You know, we, and that's the other part too. This is another podcast. We vilify people so quickly yeah. uh, instead of. That person is created in the image of God, and so I want to pray for them and and help them to know. I want them to know Christ if they don't know, but also to 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 lead with 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 wisdom and and, and what's in the best interest of of not only our country but how our country can can then lead and uh, around the world. So 
And that's true. Like I, I was convicted this at the beginning of this semester with someone that challenged me. Empathy through the complexities of life. Mm. Have an empathy. Don't mm. don't sit there and and think you know. Like mm. you know when people come to me and they're like, "This is what you're intending to do," and I'm like, mm. "That conspiracy." If that was true, I'm the smartest man. I mean, <laughs> if it's true that some of these leaders are doing what we're saying they're doing, they're the smartest people. And the fact is, yeah. they're, they're not. I, we can't even as a family afford decide where we're going to eat on, right. a, on a Friday right. night. Like, right. and then one kid is always mad. All right. Um, and it's going to be a kid. I'm never going to make my wife mad mm-hmm. because Jimmy has taught me a marriage monthly, which by the way is coming up, right? Coming up, yes, sir. When is August, it? August. Uh, August. We're in October. Yeah. <laughs> Come to the one in October, not the one in August. October. Sorry, I put Jimmy on the spot. October 30th. October 30th, marriage monthly. Monthly, and and that's you know I keep my wife happy, not my kids. So I'd rather have that's mad right. kids than my wife because she takes priority. But um, it, praying for leaders is, is crucial, and I think it also develops a love for other people. Prayer, when you pray for others, you begin to lay it before God. That is ultimately what God's called us to do: is love. Pray for our enemies. Pray for those that you can't stand. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it develops, it, it transforms that heart, and, and it's just it's just good practice. And I think we're going to flesh some of these out in later podcasts as well, because we do need to talk about you know kind of the confessing our sins, but also world leaders and, and a, a bunch of other stuff that kind of came out of this. Mm-hmm. So thank you all so much for coming on the podcast. And I do have one question: What do you enjoy on your day off? So Hayden, what do you enjoy to do? Like, what is your thing to do on your day off? Um, so I, uh, I kind of divide things out. Um, I have a day usually where I am doing, um, whatever needs to be done around the house. Um, you know, getting, 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 taking care of business, you know what I mean? There you go. <laughs> and that kind of thing. Um, and then, uh, the other day is just on, on my day off, um, trying to, uh, rest and relax and, um, spend time with, uh, my family, with my wife and my son and, um, and honestly, I'm, uh, I, I look at people and, you know, you, we all do this, right? We all look at, you know, someone's Instagram and we see, uh, for me, it's seeing my friends and their, their husbands or wives or, uh, families going in like hiking and they're like, oh yeah, did a 14 er this weekend or whatever. I don't know even know if that's the right number, but, what and I'm sitting there, do yeah. what is a 14 er It's some, you know, anyway, anyway. doing something they crazy stickers on the back or like, of car. or like, oh, we, we went on this weekend, you know, exp- that we, we, we took this like, uh, impromptu travel to so-and-so and I'm sitting there going, dude, I, uh, my, my best day off is, is relaxing at home with my people and, uh, my hobbies. Yeah. So yeah. I know what Jimmy does on his day off. That's right. And hang out with my wife, hang out with your wife <laughs> and golf and golf. Yeah. Yeah. We're in a stage of life where, you know, Fridays when I'm home and she's home. And so we get to do a lot of stuff together, but also we get to play golf too. And so that's, I, I enjoy it. I love it. We appreciate Hayden, appreciate Jimmy. Uh, we look forward to just experiencing the rhythms. Uh, we continue this series. We're kind of through the halfway point mm-hmm. of the rhythm series. And if you've missed any of the sermons, you've missed any of the Wednesday night talks, which are great. We had some great uh, Wednesday night talks on prayer. Be sure to check those out. Jimmy did one on perseverance of prayer, and we had a pastor's panel uh, talking about you know how to pray and, and what that looks like and going through the acts of prayer. And so check that out on our rhythms page. Also, you can go back and listen to all the sermons that we have. Uh, it's just great. And um, we look forward to uh, living out our rhythms of, of life with God and you and everything we do. 